It just warms my heart when I see all these young people up here in the front. And it's one of the main reasons why we like to do a family Sabbath school program. These young people are precious, aren't they? And it doesn't matter how big they get, whether they outgrow us, they're still precious, aren't they? <laughs> I used to try to stand up taller last year when Josiah was getting pretty even with me. I couldn't slouch, but now it doesn't matter. He's, he's above me. So. But they're still precious no matter how big they get. And so we like to have a family Sabbath school where we can get ideas and enjoy the specialness of the Sabbath with the family. Because if Christianity works in the family, it will work anywhere. So we're looking forward to a, a nice family Sabbath school this morning. Well, we want to play with you this morning what's in the box. Now, unfortunately, you folks on that side may not be able to see it, but there is a, a box sitting here. We can't get it too close because when we open it, there's more than one thing in there. We don't want anybody to peek over the lid and spoil the fun. But we look for ways to make Sabbath a special high day in our home. And this earlier this year when we were in Australia and as we were traveling around through the country doing family camps down under, one of the families that we had the opportunity to meet and, and actually reacquaint ourselves with was a family that actually took us nearly 3,000 miles through Australia. They, they took a month off of time from their employment and traveled us through their country as chauffeurs because, you know, they drive on the other side of the road there. <laughs> anyway, they taught us how to play what's in the box. And they do that with their family, and it makes it Sabbath very special. And so as they began to share it with us, we thought, that has got to come back to America. It's just too much fun to leave down there. So that's what we want to do for you today. And what we're going to do is we're going to have Allison come up, and she's going to be our clue giver. So she's going to give you clue. Now, everything in that box is a nature item. So that narrows it down quite a bit, right? Everything is a nature item. And she's going to give you clues, and when she gives you the clue, if you think you know what it is, you do this. Let's practice. Okay. So you just raise your hand, and there's going to be a lot of hands up, so we can't call on everybody, but she's going to pick certain people, then you're going to have to say it really loud, especially if you're way in the back, you're just going to have to almost yell it out or relay it up here so we can hear. But remember, if you think you know what the nature item is, please raise your hand. Otherwise, it's going to be chaos in here. I want the children to have the first opportunity to make the guess, too. So we're going to start with you, okay, young people? First clue, it can be found almost anywhere in the U.S. <laughs> Grass. <clears throat> well, it's not that, but good try. Number two. Let's see if anybody else can. Does try anybody else that have? Clue. Anybody else want to try off that clue? Okay. Tree. Trees from this side, pine come from that side. What's yours? Rock. Rock. Okay. Well, let's give you another clue. Number two. 
comes in all sizes and shapes. There's that little child way in the back. Okay. Go ahead. Good try. What's your... Water. Water? Rock. Okay, we're not there yet. Number three, it's hard. And it's not a rock. Wood and trees. Wood and trees. No? There's a pile of... Go ahead. Apple. Apple? Good tries. Go ahead. A seed. A seed. It's not a seed. Jason? Bones. Oh, wow, you're getting close. Now, hold off there a second. Okay, anybody else have another try? <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, it's not a stick either. Okay, let me give you... Okay, go ahead. People? People? <laughs> Not people. <laughs> Go ahead. There's a little girl with the pink. Okay. That little girl with her pink. Can you say it a little louder, honey? Mountains. Mountains. Hmm. We can't get it to fit in that box, honey. <laughs> okay, clue number four. Was once a part of something else. <laughs> Go ahead. We can't. A meteor. No. A two. <laughs> Good try. Go ahead. Petrified wood. Another good try. But you have to give another clue. Go ahead. Fossil. We will give you a little bit of a clue. Bones was getting close. Go ahead. You got it. Antler. Well, we have a story about this antler. In our home, when our children were quite young, we liked to go on nature walks on Sabbath afternoon, and we liked to have different themes on our walk. And so... As they grew up and through the years, once in a while, to make Sabbath a special day, we would go on an antler nature hunt. And I can tell you, we most always came back disappointed. Because how many of you have ever gone on an antler nature hunt? How many of you found an antler? Pretty good. More than I would have expected. Now, did you find one every time you went looking for one? No. So when we found this antler, which we're going to tell you about in a minute, that was very exciting. But that's what we wanted to do. That was the thought we had. Let's go on an antler hunt. This is going to be so much fun. We haven't done it in years as a family. And so as we got ready and we started down our road, my son Josiah shared some thoughts with us about my idea of going on an antler hunt. Well, I've been on antler hunts before, and... Probably 90% of the time, at least, they're not very successful. And the area that they were talking about looking in, Father said, well, I've seen about five bucks down there. And I thought, okay, that's ten antlers, and the area is huge. The probability of finding one of those ten is just about not even in the question. (laughs) But I felt the Lord calling to my heart, you know, you don't need to get a bad attitude about it. Just go enjoy it and have a good time. 
He had been studying in his math book about probabilities. So he was explaining to us on the way down the probabilities of the area versus how many there would be per square foot and all this kind of stuff. And the probability was pretty much zero. So this is what the Lord thinks of probability. But as we were walking, the devil thinks about something different, doesn't he? The devil doesn't like our faith to be renewed, does he? He doesn't like our faith to make contact with the Lord. And so, as we were walking through this area, we decided we would split up and go in our own different directions. And I was just talking to the Lord quietly, friend to friend. Do you ever do that? I hope that you have that kind of communion with God, where you're just talking as a friend to a friend. And so as I was walking along, I said, Lord, I'd like to find some special object lessons today. I don't just want it to be an antler, okay? Now we were all looking for an antler. That was our treasure hunt. That was going to be our special treasure hunt that day. But I said, Lord... I want to find the deeper object lessons that you have for me today. And as I was talking to the Lord, I thought of a situation. We, you know, we were just talking, he and I. I can talk out loud when I'm out walking in the mountains. Do you ever do that? Just talking out loud. It's okay. Nobody else is listening. And so as I was talking out loud, the thought came to me of a situation that we were dealing through with a family that we had been counseling And I said, Lord, it's been a difficult situation. And I said, you know, it would be wonderful if I could find an antler that would convince me and confirm in my mind that the counsel and the direction that we have been going is a right direction. You know what the Lord said to me immediately? In my thoughts, no audible voice, the Lord said, you already have my word. You don't need a sign. My word is clear. There was my first lesson. I said, thank you, Lord. But then the Lord said, if you want to find lessons in nature, you have to focus. You have to focus. Just if you want to find the answers in my word, it can't just be reading over the words. You must focus and be looking. So he said, if you want to find a hidden treasure, then stop just looking all around you and start Focusing. Start focusing. So I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do that. So what I did is I would take a few steps and then I would stop and I would begin to focus very carefully on everything I saw. You know, it's easy just to to look generally as we're walking along and try to cover a lot of ground because if I'm going to find an antler with my son's probability situation, I need to cover a lot of ground, don't I? No, I needed to, to cover a little bit of ground and really focus my attention. And so I went a few steps and I stopped. And I looked. And I found that I could focus real well in about a 30-foot radius. And I just stood there and I said, Lord, help me to see what you want me to see. Within five minutes, I found this antler. I cannot tell you in words what 
and excitement that brought to my soul. Because I was honestly doing what God was asking me to do. And I knew He was asking me to focus. If I really wanted to know His will, I need to focus. Quit taking the overview. Well, you know what's nice about this antler is that, I don't know how well you can see it, but this antler was just dropped in early January. Probably. Okay, that's when the mule deer dropped their antlers. It was, it was this year's antler. That made it even more special because it's not discolored. When an antler lays for a long time, you can flip it over and the, the bottom side of it will still be pretty good, but all bleached out. This was this year's antler. What an encouragement to find this treasure, but to have the lessons of the deeper treasure. You see, every activity that we enter into to make Sabbath special should be leading us to our God and to a more personal relationship. And you know, as we talk friend to friend with God, He becomes more personal to us because He loves to answer our prayers. As Father was saying that, one other thought hit my my mind as I thought about Him saying that just as this is a treasure... Everything in God's Word is fresh every day when we go to it with the Holy Spirit. It's not just some ancient words that were written by some, you know, inspired men. It is fresh every day. We go to it with God first. Okay, we've got some more stuff to figure out. We're going to start with the children again. This has been used for protection. Okay. A knife. Okay, it's a nature object, okay? What's your guess? A bird. A bird? Okay. Go ahead. A turtle shell. Good try. Claws? By man? Um, certain people probably, yeah, did use it. Okay, go ahead. Snail shell. Wow, you're coming up with some pretty smart ideas. Go ahead. Porcupine quill. Wow. When you when you say your answer, say it real loud. Okay, it's pointed. Go ahead. A thorn. Thorn. Go ahead. Okay. Wood. No. Trees. No. You have to say it loud because they can't hear what you're saying. Okay. Let me give them another hint. It can. Go ahead. No, not an arrowhead. Tooth. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, there's one over there. What did you say? A hatchet. Way back here. It's a nature object. Okay, back there. A what? No, it's not. Well, that was a real good guess. Yeah. Go ahead. A turtle shell? No, not a turtle shell. Okay, next clue. They can be brown, white, or gray. Blue coat. Feathers? Not feathers. The colors are brown, white, or gray. Not a bone, but it is hard. 
Okay, go ahead. Not bark. What's your guess? No, it's not animal hair. It's hard, honey. Remember, it's used for protection. It's gray, brown, or white, and it's pointed. Go ahead. Claws? It's not claws. Go ahead. A horn? You're really close. Really close. An antler. Very good. <laughs> Well, I was so excited when I found my antler. I said to the Lord, you know, this could be a real treasure hunt today. I said, my son Josiah was walking up above me, quite a ways up the mountain above me. I said, Lord, this could be a wonderful opportunity to build faith in Josiah. I said, Put it in Josiah's heart. If this is your will, put it in Josiah's heart that even with the laws of probability, he can find an antler. <laughs> Let it exercise his faith. Let him turn his faith to you. And Lord, if it would build his faith, it would, if it would draw him closer to you and make you more personal, let Josiah find an antler. That was my prayer. Well, when Father found his antler, I started to search really diligently. <laughs> I had been searching before, but I thought, well, I doubt we'll find anything anyway. So I was just kind of walking along, and pretty soon I heard Father yell out. And um, anyway, he said, I found an antler. And he showed it to me, and I asked him where he found it and everything. And I thought, well, maybe I'll find the other half to it. Well, I didn't, but I prayed that the Lord would give me the faith to trust him that if it was his will, I would find an antler. And so I started searching more diligently and, like Father said, focusing on every spot. He gave me his little strategy there. <laughs> and um, all of a sudden, it couldn't have been more than ten minutes later, I found this antler. And I said, praise the Lord, because it was a real token of um, Christ's love for me especially. Sure. And so when I found this antler, of course, Father came running up and he was really excited because he had just gotten done praying that if it was the Lord's will, it would be a strengthening of my faith in Him. And so it was wonderful to see His prayer answered too. Well, I was down the mountain quite a ways, but all of a sudden I heard this, Praise the Lord! <laughs> and I knew my brother had found an antler, and I was so happy because I had really been praying also that he would find an antler because I thought it would be a good strengthening of his faith. And so that was an extra encouragement to me as well. <laughs> I'm going to talk to the mothers here. We mothers want the best for our children, don't we? We want them to love the Lord, to learn to honor God with their whole heart. We want them to enjoy the Sabbath, and we need to pray much for the hearts of our children. And I can think as we were walking along, even before Tom found his antler, this was my prayer. Lord, please help my son to find an antler. Because we just heard the statistical report as we walked two miles to this special area to look for antlers. 
And I wanted his faith to be encouraged that God isn't limited by mathematical statistics. His only limitation is an unwillingness in our heart. And so I was praying all along that my son would find an antler. And then the prayer expanded to my children finding an antler because nothing brings a mother greater joy than to have something special happen for their young person. And to me, that would have been the highlight of Sabbath for my son to find an antler or one of my children. But this particular moment, I was especially praying for my son. So it was very exciting when Josiah found his antler. And you notice, look at this side of the antler. And now look at this side of the antler. Children, which side of the antler do you think Josiah saw? The brown side or the white side? Why the white side? Anybody? Can anyone answer why the white was showing? The sun bleached it out. So the antler was laying on the ground like this. So there it was. He found a little hidden treasure. And that was very exciting to my heart. And we were just in joy as a family, huddled around and talking and sharing. And we were getting so excited about the blessings that God had poured out on us on this day. We still have some more stuff to figure out, children. My brother said, tell him it's a rarity in nature to find one. Okay. Now, I don't know how much you know about finding antlers, but it is a rare thing to find an antler. (laughs) Do you believe that? But I was excited. I said, Lord, do you want everyone to find an antler? (laughs) Well, I wanted Emily to find an antler. Now, I had special reasons for praying for Josiah. You know, I wanted to see my son's faith increased. You know, fathers get to know the hearts of their sons in a special way as they get into the teenage years, and I wanted a faith-building experience for Josiah. But I, I said, Lord, could Emily find an antler too? And this is a thought that came to me. According to your faith, be it unto you. Only believe. Only believe. And you know what the rest of that that verse says? Lord, I believe. But you know, I was so excited that day. I was so inspired by the work God was doing that day, this special Sabbath that I didn't have to say, help my unbelief. I said, Lord, I believe. He said, do you really believe that she can find an antler? I said, I believe, Lord. I believe that if it can be a blessing to her faith, if it can be an encouragement to her experience, then I believe 
that she will find an antler. And the Lord said, Only believe. According to your faith, be it unto thee. Well, I was really excited for both my father and then my brother. And my focus on this particular day was not really to find an antler. I went out there and my focus was to find a deeper walk with God. Because I knew that was the real treasure that I was looking for. And as I was walking along, you know, at first I was thinking, oh, this would be really neat if I could find an antler and everything. But then my focus started to shift into really talking to God as a friend. And I started finding a real joy in that. Like, there was open communication, and it was just wonderful. And I was thoroughly enjoying my, my talking with God. And um, I saw this little deer path, and I felt impressed to walk on this deer trail. And so I started walking on it, and after a while it became somewhat obscure. I couldn't really see where the exact trail was anymore. And I just found myself starting to wander. And very distinctly, I heard the Holy Spirit calling to me. And he said, have you left the path that I showed you? And that really kind of struck me. And I, and I thought to myself, well, you know, I, I kind of lost it. I mean, the trail just basically, you know, a lot of times deer trails will just kind of fade out. And you don't really know where they go. And then he said to me, go back until you find it. So I turned around and I started, I'm wasting time, right? I need to keep going. But I turned around and I went back until I found the trail. And then he wanted me, I felt that he wanted me to stay focused on this path and try to follow it. And through this whole thing, you know, at first I thought, you know, maybe this is gonna, this trail's going to lead me to an antler. But then I thought, you know, no, God's trying to teach me to follow his voice. Because when he tells us to do something, we may start out at the beginning of the day following that direction. But pretty soon what happens? We kind of forget about what he's told us to do. And so we just start following our own course, especially if it's not really distinct. And he was trying to teach me a very important lesson that when he asks us to do something, we need to follow it through to completion. And so I was trying to diligently follow this path, and I could see where it went. It actually went a different direction, and I had gotten quite far off. And so I was following along this path, and then after some time, I was still communing with God and everything, and after some time, I looked up the mountain a little bit, and I saw a lot of trees that had fallen over. And I had the thought, that is a good place to find an antler, because many times the deer will pull them off under a log or a tree or something that has fallen over. And I had this impression to go up there and look. Now this particular day, I was having a lot of trouble with my heel, and it was very painful to walk uphill. And so I was mostly trying to stay going across the mountain. But I felt that I should go up, even though it would be extra effort, I should hike up there and see what I could find. And so with quite a lot of effort, I got up to those trees, and I kind of looked around, and I thought, no, there isn't anything here. Why did I waste all that time coming up here? Well, then I thought, you know, I really need to look diligently. And so I started looking. And I saw, underneath a log, I saw a little piece of the Santa right here. And you know what? I had a totally different reaction than either my father or my brother. I was so excited, but I didn't yell out, I found an antler or anything. I just was so awed by God's love that I just reached down and I pulled it out and I looked at it. And as I looked at it, I thought, you know... This antler is fairly old. It's chewed off here a little bit. It's some those of you here in the front you can probably see it's definitely been there at least a couple of years. I thought, you know, this antler is not even very beautiful. And then the Lord said to me very distinctly, there was no beauty that we should desire him. 
And I thought, you know, this antler does represent Christ to me. Because when, when, God, when Christ came to this earth, there wasn't really any beauty that we should really desire him. And yet he showed me that he's still a precious treasure. Even if we look at him and say, you know, I don't really think I want that. And this antler was so meaningful to me because of that right then. I couldn't even say anything to anybody. I was so excited inside. And so I walked down for several minutes just clinging to this treasure and so happy and not saying anything but just praising God and everything. And then I heard Father calling down the mountain and he said, have you found an antler yet? And I thought, well, why would he be asking me? I mean, how would he even have this thought that I had found one? And so I said, yes. And he said, you did? Well, how come you didn't tell anybody? And I said, well, I guess I really didn't think about it. I'm just so excited myself. You can tell your partner. Well, you have to imagine with us that I was just flooded with joy. This was a faith-building experience for me. Because here she is, down there, quietly basking in her experience with the Lord. And I am just so excited because I believed. The Lord said, according to your faith, be it unto you. So time has elapsed. And so I see Emily way down the mountain. Emily, have you found an antler yet? Yes. (laughs) I mean, how come she's not jumping up and down? The way I'm feeling in my heart. But you know, this day was truly a high Sabbath for us in this experience. It was a beautiful experience for each one of us that found the antler. And we're so thankful that God uses his second book to teach us lessons of faith. That's why we're encouraging you, go out with your young people. Do special activities on the Sabbath that that are enjoyable. Yes, it's great to sit on the couch and say, we're going to study the character of Christ. But take your children into nature. Take your youth into nature and make the faith experience come alive under the direction of God. He's the same God that He's always been for His people. Well, when I found my antler, I started immediately praying that Emily and Mother would find an antler. Because here Father and I had found an antler, and so I started praying especially for Emily because she was just down the mountain from us, and I was praying, you know, Lord, please help her to find an antler. And so as I was walking along, I was just kind of waiting to hear her say, I found an antler. But it's interesting because another thing that, especially as I thought about it, is if I would have believed that we would have found that many antlers in one day, as we had up to this point, I, wouldn't, I don't know if I would have had the faith to believe we could do that with God. But having faith in the small things, Christ helps to build it stronger as we go along, doesn't he? Yeah. And so after Father found his antler, that really strengthened my faith as it was a sign to Father. And then I found mine, and that strengthened my faith even more to believe that Emily could go forth and find one. Emily was the first one in our family when we moved to Montana to find an antler. She was three years old. She went with her daddy to cut wood in the forest and found the strangest looking stick she'd ever seen in her life. 
And so she's picking up this stick, and it was quite a bit smaller than this, and she was looking at it and thinking, that is a strange stick. So when Father got done with the tree, she showed her stick to Father, and he said, honey, you found an antler, and she didn't even know what it was. So we had to teach them what an antler was and where it came from, because we were, my children and I were city folk. Since three, Emily has never found another antler in all of our treasure hunts. That's a lot of years. Fifteen. More than fifteen years. So in my heart, after Josiah found his, I really focused on Emily. I said, Lord, please help Emily to find one. We've been on nature treasure hunts and antler treasure hunts. And... uh, Maybe Tom would find one, or Allison found one. She's found the price that it's a match pair of huge mule antlers. That was several years ago. And so I was praying that Emily would find one, and she would look diligently. She's a detail person, but she never found any. So when she found this one, it was exciting to all of us. And I was joy, I had so much joy in my heart that God answers our prayers, and He knows what is happening in everyone's heart. And I didn't know, or we didn't know, all of what each other were thinking and praying because it was a time for communion. But I can tell you, it was a beautiful experience that Sabbath afternoon. And that two-mile walk there, with all of the probabilities, and then combing this side of the mountain back and forth, back and forth, not for 30 minutes, not for an hour, not for an hour and a half, but for two hours. And we were having such a good time. And when Emily found hers, we all came together and we were so excited and we were praising the Lord. And then it was time to go home for lunch. We do have one more object in the box. Now don't jump to conclusions. (laughs) You've got to hear out this next clue. It's a good source of calcium for rodents. There's hands everywhere. Okay, little boy in the red shirt. An antler. (laughs) This will bring tears to my eyes as I share this story. Because, you know, the... The Lord is good and our hearts are desirous and, and willing to, to be led and to, to pray for our children. And my husband said to me, Honey, it's your turn to find an antler. It was time to go home for lunch, but nobody was hungry. And he said to me, Honey, Honey, It's time for you to find an antler. Do you believe? Well, I had faith for my children. But I was struggling in my own heart for myself. Now, the reason why um, Allison hasn't found an antler yet because she wasn't with us this Sabbath. She was away at school. So this is the last object in the box, by the way. (laughs) So my husband came to me and and he encouraged me. Want to come share with what your thoughts? Well, you have to understand that after the third antler, I said, the Lord is in this. <laughs> this is truly a high day. This is truly a high day. But the Lord had a new challenge for me. 
I said, Lord, do you really want everyone today to find an antler? And he said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. You know what I saw in this? It was exciting to me. I saw in this that God was, was making an opportunity for this to be a completely beautiful experience for us. I said, Lord, is this you? The devil just started coming in. I mean, I looked at my watch and it was time to go eat. And I called down to my wife as she sat and, and asked her, you know, have you found an antler? She hadn't found an antler. When the Lord challenged me in this, the reason it became so powerful to me is because he challenged me beyond my wife finding an antler. My wife has been struggling with a health situation since she had a, a major surgery back in 1995. And the Lord challenged me on that walk. I had no idea what he was preparing me for that day. The Lord said to me there as I walked with him, if you can believe when your wife finds this antler, it will be a token for her that her health will be restored. And that's when I really started questioning the Lord. Lord, is this you? Or am I hearing my own voice? I've come to know the voice of my shepherd brothers and sisters and it was a challenge to me on that mountain that day. I went through an agony in my own soul that day that none of my family knew was going on. Because my family trusts me and I've sought to lead them in the right direction. And I knew this was the voice I was hearing. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Only believe. I said, Lord, I believe. And that thought came back into my mind again. The rest of the verse. I said, I believe, Lord. Strengthen me. I believe. The Lord would not let me tell my wife what conversation we had up on the mountain. All I could do is tell my wife, persevere, you will find an antler. Can you believe that? You see, I wanted to go home for lunch and not have to say that, but the Lord told me that before we went home for lunch, I had to tell my wife that she would find an antler. Can you imagine that, men? That I would be able to say to my wife, you will find an antler. But the Lord would not allow me to say anything else. Not anything about her health, not anything about our conversation, but that she would find an antler. And so, go ahead. <laughs> well, I didn't know what he was thinking. I just knew what the devil was putting in my thoughts. This is how he tempted me that day. Look, your husband found an antler. Your children found out, and I was rejoicing in that. That wasn't sad to me. But the thought that made me my heart ache was that the devil tried to make me believe that, that, that these three antlers were an indication of the four of us who would be in the kingdom of God. And without an antler, where does that leave me? 
It was so strong. It was so powerful. It was so oppressive. I, there on that mountainside alone, as I walked back and forth, diligently looking, even through tears, looking, I was praying, Lord, please strengthen me. Now, my husband had called down to the mountain with great faith, and it encouraged me in many ways. And I also found that at the same time, the devil used it to intimidate me like the pressure was on. And yet he had such a smile in in his voice, I could hear it. And so I was praying, and and I looked more diligently, and and I would turn my heart and my thoughts to God and I would find peace and the tears would clear and it would come back like an overwhelming flood. And again and again, that was the trial and the temptation that I was under there that day. And if any of you want to go on an antler hunt, the best time to find them is when they're first dropped in the early spring or late winter, January, February. That means there's still snow on the ground. So every white patch I saw because it's on a slope and we had quite a bit of sun and a little warmer weather so a lot of the snow had melted but there'd be little thin patches of white and and I would look I would walk to everything that I thought could be an antler I was searching diligently with my whole heart with my eyes and I was crying out to the Lord to strengthen my faith and I became more and more under that same temptation And then the thought came to me, and this is how tender our Father is to every one of us. The thought came to me, I haven't brought you this far to leave you. And a verse came back to my mind, and I'm going to share that verse. And I hope it's one that you'll embed in your memory. Because God will bring it back when you need it the most, as I needed it that day. It's found in the book of Philippians, the first chapter in the sixth verse. And the first two words says, being confident. I wasn't confident at all. But those are the, that's the confidence that God has in us because it's not us, it's Him. And in Him, all things are possible. He says, being confident in this very thing, that He, that's our Lord Jesus Christ, which hath begun a good work in you, will perform it until the day that He returns. I'm paraphrasing, until the day of Jesus Christ. And I held on to that verse. Amen. And as I contemplated and meditated on that, that verse dispelled the gloom and the darkness and the discouragement. And then my son, or my daughter, had this... Emily, I think you had the idea. That lunch, right? Come on, share it. Well, I thought, you know, I wanted to give Mother a little bit more time. So I said... Listen, Father and I will walk home, and I'll start making lunch, and he'll bring the truck back and get you. So that gives him, because it was at least probably a good 20 minutes to walk home from where we were. And so I thought that way she would have all the time that we would go home, plus the time when he'd come back in the truck. So I was trying to encourage Mother along a little bit. Well, I stayed back with Mother, and I thought, well, maybe... I can find another antler, and I can just put it somewhere and say, Mother, why don't you look in this area? <laughs> but I knew instantly that the Lord, the Lord said, you know, I don't need you to find an antler. Mother can find an antler. And so I just, I think the reason that I felt impressed to stay there was to be an encouragement to her and, you know, just keep saying, Mother, you can do it. And 
I know you're going to find an antler. And they were all praying for me. And of course, no one in my family knew what I was going through. You know how well we can hide those tears? You know, how you doing, Mother? Josiah yelled down the mountain. I take a deep swallow to get rid of the lump. Great, you know. And I would continue. Then he suggested that maybe I was too low on the mountain. I needed to come to higher ground. I thought, well, there were two found up there. And so I trudged higher up the mountain. Not because I really like climbing mountains, but because my son would encourage me. And, and we looked together diligently, and there was nothing. And then I heard the truck coming back. And that same thought came. The devil hit me one more time because he doesn't want to give up on us. He's constantly there to hammer us. He wanted to rob my faith, my confidence, and my experience in him, in the Lord. And I heard the truck coming up the road, and Tom passed us and turned around and came and parked at the bottom of the hill, and I started working my way down. And he greeted me with a smile. So did you find your antler, honey? Well, I didn't see anything in her hand. <laughs> No, I didn't. And after I said no, and I, and I didn't allow those feelings, I remembered that verse that I had been meditating on a few moments before. And, and I got in the truck with courage to go home. And I said, Lord, this is no indication of salvation. It's just an, a high experience, and we're thankful for the three that you've given us. Because I thought we were just going to go home and have lunch, and that would be it. No. <laughs> she didn't know what I knew. So when lunch was getting near being finished, I said, Honey, are you ready to go back? <laughs> she was not ready to go back. She had resigned herself. That this is good. You, you know, you all found antlers. I said, Honey, you will find an antler. I didn't say the Lord told me you'll find an antler. He wouldn't allow me to say that. I just said, You will find an antler, honey. We're going back to the mountain. <laughs> Well, we went back, and just as we drove this time, the sun was starting to set. We're, we're now in February, and the sun is setting very early, and so we didn't have time to walk two more miles down the road again. And so as we drove up, just as we drove to the same area, Josiah and well, all of us saw this herd of deer come from the lower side of the road, cross the road, and run up in the mountain. So Josiah said, hey, we haven't checked on the low side of the road. Let's go down there and look. So we all started down there. And they were looking, and I was looking, and I was looking very carefully. And I was doing my very best, and I was no longer under the, the, that feeling, that, that temptation. And I was encouraged to keep pressing on. And then it got cooler and darker, and the sun was going down. And, um, but she didn't have near the pressure I had. <laughs> okay? So as the sun was going down, I said, Lord, did you mean that she would find an antler today? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then I didn't know the experience that Josiah had had before lunch. He didn't tell me this. So <clears throat> I said, Lord, <clears throat> maybe you can show me an antler. <laughs> this lower side of the road and I won't touch it I'll just walk past it and then I'll just beckon to my wife and say honey have you looked thoroughly in this area <clears throat> and the Lord tell you the Lord said in no uncertain terms I don't need your help I need your faith only believe 
If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. I said, okay, Lord. <laughs> well, I, I was so focused on looking that I lost sight of my husband and son. And I was getting so cold and it was getting so dark that I thought, I'm going to go on the other side of the road because as I looked up across the road and up the hill, I could see sunshine up there. And I had started up there and here they were way at the top of the mountain again. I don't know how they got by me because they were lower than I was. And now they're quite a ways up the mountain on the other side of the road. And I came across the road and I started and I thought, I've already walked through here. And then I went right to the edge of the woods. The Lord said, go to the edge of the woods, because this was a big clear-cut area. And I walked along the edges of the wood, and then I would make small crisscrosses back and forth from the edge of the wood into the clear-cut, back and forth, back and forth. And I would stop and I would scan every bit of the ground around me. And I turned, and, and the Lord just impressed me. I had started walking one way, and the Lord just impressed me. Turn around and go back and go a little higher. And I went right to the edge of wood and took two steps, and I saw this laying under a tree in plain sight. It was so clear. There wasn't any grass around. There wasn't a twig. There wasn't snow. It was as if somebody had just taken it and placed it right there. Just, And I knew Josiah had walked right through there. And so... I said, honey, come here and look at this. I didn't even pick it up. And I, he says, did you find an antler? And I said, I think I did find an antler. And so he, he came down and looked at it, and it, it was an antler. That, there's something unique about this antler. Can I say something else sure. that, that I thought you were going to say? So you Go didn't ahead. say it, so I'm going to say it. <laughs> she, she actually was tempted with the thought that Josiah and I were tempted with. Can you believe that? The devil tempted her with the same thing that we were tempted with. She thought that Josiah, she thought, I guess he was more mischievous than me. <laughs> she thought Josiah had taken, the, found this antler and laid it there because it was so perfectly laid there, completely in the open, nothing around it. And so that's why when I said to her, honey, did you find an antler? It was like Emily's reaction. Well, I think I found one. You think you found an antler? <laughs> I mean, you either found an antler or you didn't find an antler. Well, I did ask Josiah. He came tearing down the mountain to me. I said, Josiah, did you put that antler there? He said, no. I said, Josiah, did you see that antler there? No. Then I questioned my husband. <laughs> But this, this antler has something unique about it. You see this little piece on the edge? Devil gave me one more shot. And I, I share this because many of you are... He's taking shots at you all the time. Amen. And woe to us if we believe it. This piece here, I said, I found an antler, honey, but it's deformed. And that was just, that thought was like, I was deformed. And my husband said to me, I said, honey, you found the special antler. Because it was just growing its third point. A little different perspective, right? <laughs> so it is a beautiful antler. And it was really an encouragement. And so the rest of the evening, now Sabbath was over, but 
the experience had only just begun in our home. It was such an encouragement to us as a family to go out together and to take a nature walk for a treasure hunt. And in each person's heart, God revealed something about what was left that needed to be rooted out. He revealed His love. He revealed His power. He revealed His character to us that day. And we were greatly blessed and have been blessed every time we think about it. These antlers do not hang in our home on the wall with our plants where all the other antlers have been found. They, they sit together in a special place in our living room as a reminder of God's love and His mercy. The blessing wasn't just for them. They called me at school and... I'm always excited to hear from them, but when they shared with me their experience, it brought so much encouragement to me, and I realized that God was working through them to encourage me even long distance. And even though you know we were separated by miles and by lots of time, there was never anything that separated the love. In fact, it grew even stronger while we were part, I believe. I mean, it just continued to grow. And that was a real encouragement to me. When they shared that experience with me, it was just like, Praise God. I mean, I felt like I was with them again. And I was just like, talk about feeling homesick. I I was like, I just want to go home. I'm tired. You know, what is more important in life than just being that in touch with God? And the Lord was trying to tell me that I have you here for a purpose. And you can take hold of my hand and go forward. And I went through a lot of trials that I never expected to go through. But every time I turned to God, and He always had the strength to sustain me and carry me through. And so my relationship with God developed in a deeper way, in a different type of circumstance. But we're all still strong, united family, and God works with us wherever we are. And He'll work with each of you where you are. It may not be antlers, but it'll be God. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio, and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.